I was having anxiety attacks for years. I, I just wasn't healthy. Um, constantly stressed, constantly anxious. And money, money isn't bad, right? And, and there, there's people, people misquote the Bible, uh, the Bible verse, and they say, money is the root of all evil. Well, if you read the whole verse, it actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you become obsessed with it, if your meaning in life is attached to not just money, but stuff and physical things, you know, if a pandemic comes, if something, if, if you've attached meaning to things, guess what? People can take away your stuff and they can take away your meaning. But if your meaning is much deeper in terms of that life of freedom and fulfillment, making a positive impact to you, your family, the people around you, no one can take that away. And it took me a long time for me to realize that. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings, and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. And today, very excited, very honored as I've sat down with Kurt McCanty, who is the founder of Merck Enterprise, podcast host and author of Five Pillars of Freedom Lifestyle and Brand Enthusiast. So Kurt, <laughs> amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my pleasure. Yeah. And and look, um, for the audience who don't know who you are, could you just start by giving them a brief into who is Kurt and your journey so far? Yeah. So in terms of work, you know, I help entrepreneurs and business owners increase their authority brand exposure to the right clients so they can generate more revenue. The important stuff, though, more important than that, I'm mm -hmm. a husband and I'm a dad. Uh, we have four kids. We're actually in the midst of selling our home. Next Monday, a week from today, we're moving uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to travel. We're, we're going to spend life on the road uh, indefinitely. We're going up to the mountains. We're going to see this great big country of ours. And when the borders end up opening up, we're going to travel the world. And, you know, we decided several years ago to live our freedom lifestyle. And, um, and uh, we're, we're living it every day. Wow. I'm going to dive into that because <laughs> everything you just said there, I... Now, this is what's really fascinating. So and I'd love to go into your book as well, The Five Pillars of Freedom, and find out what sure. those five pillars are. But your everyone's, I guess, idea of freedom is differently. But I think most, so many people would just love to do what you just described there. You're selling a house, you're getting, are you, are you renting a, a camper van or what are, what are you doing? Yeah, no, the, 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 the camper van sounds great, but I think it would be fun for us for like a day and a half because four <laughs> kids, one bathroom, you know. Um, so we're doing, we're doing Airbnbs Great. and, um, you know, I had a, um, I, right now my company that I have now is my third profitable business and I don't, I don't know how to do a lot of things, but I know how to start businesses and make money quickly with them. Right. And mm -hmm. I had over 14 years, I had a seven figure public relations and ad agency. And in my book, I write about it that in 2017, I, I had grown over the years to hate my company and it became more like a prison instead of a business, just the way I had built it, the, comp the clients I had. 
And it was taking me away from being the best person I could be uh, mentally, physically. Uh, I was about probably 60 pounds heavier on prescription drugs. My, I wasn't being the best husband, the best father. So in 2017, I woke up one morning and I shut down my seven figure agency overnight. Like wow. that was it, that was done. And people are like, well, why didn't you sell it off? It's like, well, if I had, if I had admitted years earlier that I, I wasn't where I wanted to be, I would have built that runway to sell it off. But for those who have hit that wall and know what I'm talking about, when you're ready, you're done. And so that was it. And so I, I started my current company where I really wanted to work with entrepreneurs, business owners. Uh, and I had been working with large corporations, associations, and I really wanted to work with those entrepreneurs who are really the backbone of our economy. And, uh, you know, right now with COVID, it, it's so fulfilling to be able to do that right now because it's the lifeblood of the economy here, you know, in, in the Western world. And right now that's what we need. Um, you know, big businesses are great, but the the entrepreneurs and the small businesses are the ones that that really need help right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, wow, what an incredible story! And thank you for sharing that because it's really interesting as well. I mean, you you'll probably see this as well. Working with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, a lot of people start their business to have the freedom, right? And you know, they say, you know, I want to I want to have a lifestyle from this business, and then quickly it kind of sucks you in, and then you can get very focused on the money, and then as we probably both know, money doesn't equal happiness. So when when did you kind of wake up to like? When, when did you realize that you weren't happy? And, and yeah, what did that sort of process look like to you? You know, I, I knew it for a while, but I wouldn't admit it to myself. And mm. I was having anxiety attacks for years. I, I just wasn't healthy. Um, constantly stressed, constantly anxious. Mm. And money, money isn't bad, right? No. And, and there, there's people, people misquote the Bible, uh, the Bible verse, and they say, money's the root of all evil. Well, if you read the whole verse, it actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you become obsessed with it, if your meaning in life is attached to not just money, but stuff and physical things, you know, if a pandemic comes, if something, if you've attached meaning to things, guess what? People can take away your stuff and they can take away your meaning. But if your meaning is much deeper in terms of that life of freedom and fulfillment, making a positive impact to you, your family, the people around you, no one can take that away. And it took me a long time for me to realize that. And even over the last three years, it's still a journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning new things every month. And mm -hmm. the thing about freedom is when you, when you taste a little of it, you want more. Mm -hmm. And you really get in that growth mindset where your comfort zone just keeps mm -hmm. expanding and expanding and expanding. Mm -hmm. And you just want more of it. And so a year, even a year ago, we wouldn't have thought we were going to sell our home mm -hmm. and travel. But now we're like, it's no big deal. That's what we're going to do, you know, so. Yeah. Wow, because <laughs> that would scare so many people, right? So so you sold your, well, you, you got rid of your, your seven-figure business. And then how long was it until you decided to start up the businesses that you have now? What did that sort of process look like from? Because you said you know how to start and scale businesses. So what's the process there for you? How do you go about that? Yeah, well, you know, I had, before I shut down my company, I went and got uh, certified to be a coach through the Gallup organization. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll kind of do it on the side. Maybe I'll get a client here and I'll get a client there. And I had like a four-year plan to kind of scale down my agency mm -hmm. and then ramp up that. Mm -hmm. And it turned into a, like an overnight plan, basically a 30-day plan <laughs> by the time, you know, because. And so, um, 
you know, it's interesting when I, with this company, I had built businesses before by sound business and branding and sales principles and building relationships. And for whatever reason with this company, I was like, oh, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to listen to the gurus and I'm going to hire someone and we're going to do Facebook ads and we're going to do webinars and I'm going to make money and I'm just going to sit back and the money's going to roll in because I'm going to build a funnel. <laughs> and I spent a whole bunch of money and I got zero clients. And I said, wait, what am I doing? Why don't I go back and do what I know how to do? And it, you know, when, when, when I help other clients and what I do for myself is you got to build that sound foundation first. Yeah. There's no easy button. For every one person who says they're making a mint in a funnel, there's 10 who aren't. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying funnels don't work, but it's garbage in, garbage out. And if you don't have your ideal client radically and aggressively identified, like mm -hmm. specifically, I work with my clients, I have five pages of questions that we ask mm -hmm. about clients. And then a message that's not about you, not about your features and your products and your bells and your whistles and how wonderful and smart you are and how passionate, you know, no one cares about that. Mm -hmm. They may care if you're out for drinks at the pub, mm -hmm. right? Hey, I'm, I love you. I love you. But the minute you ask someone for money, yeah, they care about what's in it for me. Correct. So you have to speak to that ideal client, the impact that they are going to get from working with you. Mm -hmm. And once you build that sound foundation, then you reverse engineer that. You start putting together a process to communicate that message to those clients. Mm -hmm. And then and only then do you start looking at the tools and the tactics and, um, you know, it's shiny object syndrome now, mm -hmm. right? It's everyone wants to have a podcast. Everyone wants to do this. And can I make money doing this? It's like, well, who's your client? What's your message? Mm -hmm. And then let's determine what tools are going to work. Mm -hmm. And some people just, some people, it's hard for them to do because it takes a little bit of work mm -hmm. on their part. Mm -hmm. And they have been sold a bill of goods by people who think you could sit back, hit a button and the clients are just going to roll in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I can put my hand up and say, you know, that I've, I've tried my fair share of, you know, a couple of Facebook ads in my time. And it's not as easy as ABC, right? There is so much that goes into it. I mean, it is just an absolute... It's it's mind blowing actually when you when you sort of think about how many layers there are to it and but what you just said then is really really important because it wasn't until I identified who my ideal customer was and started speaking to them to their problems mm. what problem are you solving what result can you get them what impact are you going to have so you you mentioned a few questions so what sort of questions should people be asking to help them identify their ideal clients yeah you know it, it it's so if you're a new entrepreneur or a new business owner right you you kind of got to pick one and go with it yeah and uh, and and you'll learn if it's the right niche or not or the right mm -hmm. customer persona you know when i started this company i was like all right i want to work with agency owners who are overworked overwhelmed and want to scale their business mm -hmm. so i started talking about how i built a prison instead of a business and the first clients who jumped in so i was targeting agency owners 35 to 45. Mm -hmm. my first 10 clients the youngest person was 55, not an agency owner in it. They were just unhappy with their life and wanted to switch jobs and careers. Mm. And so I, I helped them, did a great job helping them. But I, I had to step back and say, all right, but who do I really want to work with? Mm. with? If you're an existing business owner, what I have people do is I make, they make spreadsheets. And they go in and I identify, listen, your ideal client, it's not just someone who's going to give you money. Mm. It's someone who's going to pay you what you're worth not question you all the time and doubt you. Uh, it's the person who's going to treat you like a trusted advisor instead of a vendor or the hired help. Um, it's someone you're passionate about that you really enjoy working, that at the end of the day you help them and you feel fulfilled. Yes, they pay you. 
they're going to pay you money. Uh, they're the ones you have a connection with. They're the ones who aren't going to be a, a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, it, it, all those things go into it. And I have business owners do that. And I have a business owner now and only two of it, of 20 clients where ideal clients. And so it's not just marketing and branding, but there's a reason he wasn't able to scale his company because he wasn't building it around ideal clients. So he was spending too much time with the pains in the head, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you cookie cutter those ideal clients and he had 20 ideal clients, he'd have the money to hire people to help. He'd be able, you know, so mm -hmm. all that goes into it. The questions we ask are, are some I mentioned, but we get in like, are they, um, where do they live? Are they homeowners? Do they have mm -hmm. kids? Um, where did they go to school? Like mm -hmm. demographic, geographic. We even get into, you know, are they faith-based? Are they religious? Mm -hmm. Do they go to, you know, are they, are they conservative? Are they liberal? And I have clients who'd be like, why does that matter? And my answer is, I don't know. Let's look at the data. So I had a, I have a client, he's an elite personal trainer. And he's like, why do I have to know if they're Catholic or Jewish or whatever? I said, I don't know. We go through there. His ideal client is woman, 55, like between mid fifties and early sixties, mm -hmm. divorced mm -hmm. and Jewish. Wow. And, and an executive. Yeah. And he just looked and it, the data points came together. Now you can reverse engineer it, maybe explain why, you know, the geography he's looking at is a place in Chicago, north side of Chicago where there's, you know, and so, um, but you know, it's not making a value judgment on you only want to work with conservative people or you only want to work with liberal people. You attract, this is where the law of attraction comes in. Mm -hmm. You're attracting certain people to you mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to look at it and say, am I attracting the right kind of people? Am I attracting my ideal clients? And if not, then my message is wrong. Mm. And then you got to shift your message and then look at who you're attracting from then on. Yeah, that's that's really, really powerful. And I think just such fantastic advice for all entrepreneurs out there because, and, and you're so right, the foundations have to be laid, but I think people get so obsessed with, you know, having the right website, having the right product, the right this, the right that, before they actually, and then they go to market, they like I say, they press play on their funnels and their Facebook ads and like, where's the clients, you know? Right. So I think that's really, really powerful advice. Understand your customers and really start sort of speak to them. Um, and then you will start attracting them back. And let, let's let's talk about actually the law of attraction because um, I saw your post on LinkedIn uh, a week ago and I just absolutely loved it because you said, yes, the law of attraction works, but you have to take action. So I'd love right. to go into that piece now of like, what's your experience of, you know, do you meditate? Do you manifest? Do you use affirmations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk to me about sort of how you go about doing the the law of attraction. Yeah, I do all of the above. Um, you know, my self-care routine throughout the day is a part of my work routine because if I'm not at 100%, then I'm not going to be at 100% at work and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's funny, as we record this, you know, we uh, with two other couples, friends took us out to dinner as a farewell dinner. And uh, we had quite a few drinks last night, you know? And <laughs> so I felt off today. And so when your physicality, when your self-care is mm -hmm. off, you know, you're a little groggy, you're not as good in your relationships and sales. And, and so, so it's funny, but that translates to every single day. So meditation is key. Putting yourself, it's, it's so easy to wake up in the morning and focus on what happened yesterday mm -hmm. or two days ago or 10 years ago. And everyone has some bit of trauma. You know, it's not a competition, but yeah. everyone has it. Yeah. And the more you marinate in that of the past, the more you get stuck in it. Mm. But your mind is interesting. If you meditate and really focus on the future that you want to manifest, 
And then you repeat it in affirmations because it's out loud and your body begins to, to believe it. And, and be, you put yourself in that future you want. It's amazing how, I'll use the word trick, right? You trick your mind into believing you've already been there. Mm. And so then when you go on the path to get there, it's like, well, I've already, I know this path. I've already been here. This is an example. So I, you know, I did an event last year and putting on an event and we sold 300 tickets. It's stressful selling tickets mm. and, and everything. When I got on that stage, I had already been there yeah. like 90 days in a row. And I had been to the location. I pictured everyone exactly how the seating was. And for people who might be listening to this or, or, or listen to the, this type of talk in general, they think it's, it's like magic or some woo-woo weird stuff. But really, if you make, all of us make hundreds of decisions a day. Right? I don't know the number. Someone's probably done the number or thousands. I don't know how many decisions you make in a day. If you make certain decisions going this way, you're on one timeline. If you make decisions going this way, you're on another timeline. By the way, if you're so scared to make decisions that you don't make any decisions at all, guess what? That's a decision in and of itself. So if you, know, you make these decisions based on your mindset, but it, what, what happens is your mindset goes into your thoughts. So if I have garbage thoughts, I'm gonna have garbage thoughts. Your thoughts lead to ideas, with, which lead to actions, with, which lead to results. So if you're having thoughts of I can't do this, then you're gonna make decisions that follow that and you're gonna get results that you've already gotten or always gotten. It's not science. Mm -hmm. Now, you can get into it and the fact that we are all energy mm -hmm. and you do attract people and we're all basically, if you take us away, we're vibrations. Yeah. You know, this computer is. We're, we're, there, there's parts of us that aren't actually different from these inanimate objects. So when you get your energy going, you get on the right vibration. We have four kids, my wife, even our dog. I can be up in my office and I can tell if someone else is off mm -hmm. in the house. You can just feel that. But guess what? People can feel that over a podcast even. You don't have to be in the room with them. Yeah. If you're selling, people can feel that. If you have self-limiting yeah. beliefs, lack, limitation, if you're talking to people and you don't truly believe in what you're selling, you don't believe in the impact of your product, your yeah. service, if you don't really say that, yes, I am the authority on the product or service I'm selling, because you could have 10 competitors, right? But none of them have the same ideas for how I'm gonna improve your life. And when you enter into everything that way, all your relationships, you're full of energy. People can feel that. They're attracted to you. And it does make an absolute difference. And if mm. there are days, if, if you ever wake up in the morning, everyone does, right? And you're like, mm. you're off yeah. for whatever reason. And it's like raining out or whatever. Mm. And throughout the day, it seems like bad stuff just keeps happening to you. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because I, I swear there are days when I wake up like that, and my electric, my uh, my internet doesn't work. I have computer problems, and I swear it's because I'm causing electrical interference with my body. Especially since the same computer works for everyone else in the house. It's that way. It's it it's in it, until you experience it. It's really hard to explain to people who are like, oh, that's magic, that's yeah. BS. And I see the comments on LinkedIn, or whatever. Yeah. People believe that. It's like I keep believing that, and it's true. It is BS. If you think it's BS. It's going to be BS, right? <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. And I totally am with you 100% with everything you just said there. And I don't know if you follow Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, but... Um, so 
amazing right so he's got all the science to back it up and i read his book becoming supernatural which incredible um and he he actually does a study about chicks and basically what he says when chicks are born they imprint on their mother and they follow their mum around and they did an experiment they got a lot of chicks and instead of having the the mother hen they had a robot and what actually happened was incredible so they started following this robot around thinking it was their mother and then they separated the chicks from the robot and the robot, instead of like doing its normal like path through like the, you know, this this trial, it started to be drawn towards the chicks. And it was like the chicks were basically wow. sending their intention to like, come to me, come to me. And this robot, this machine literally ended up every single like hour getting closer and closer to the chicks. But the robot had been programmed to sort of do the opposite. Now, if that doesn't prove energy and in right. intention and law of attraction, then I don't know what does. And there's so many more studies in the book that shows it. So I believe everything you just say 100%. So, and, and it, yeah, yeah it, it's we're programmed, you know, and, and Dr. Joe talks about this too, you know, from age one through seven, we're programmed mm -hmm. with certain mindsets by our parents. And if they have a scarcity mindset, you know, we, we end up having a scarcity mindset. But even, you know, you start getting into quantum physics and quantum mm -hmm. mechanics and, you know, electrons and are they particles and waves mm -hmm. and they're both and it's a wave until you actually look at it mm -hmm. and then it collapses into a particle mm -hmm. and you start getting into the many worlds theory and it's, it's just amazing. And this isn't like magic again. I mean, top scientists. Yeah are talking about this on a regular yeah. basis and they're like listen this sounds crazy it sounds like it's from the marvel mm. you know comic books yeah. but it's real you know yeah. it's it's really it's 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 so special to think about yeah i find it absolutely fascinating and i'd love to get your thoughts so when you wake up and you're just feeling that low energy you're just not in a good place and you can feel it i'm the same i'm very in tune in my body i can feel when i'm at low energy what do you do to like raise your vibrations to get in a better state is there any like rituals or things that you can do to boost your energy and feel good yeah, so the first thing I do, I ask myself two questions, no matter the day. As soon as, the, even if I wake up and my eyes are still closed. Mm -hmm. The first question is, what's awesome about today? Mm -hmm. And so I start there. Well, I'm alive. I'm not six feet under the earth right now. You know, I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> and then the next question is, what could make today even more awesome? Mm -hmm. So it acknowledges that there might be some things in the day that aren't so hot, but I start with awesome and I move mm -hmm. from there rather than there's that conference call with that jerk. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. So I, that I, before I even get out of bed, then mm -hmm. I get up and I immediately, I'll go for a walk. I'll do push-ups, mm -hmm. something to get myself going, to change my physiological mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. Then I'll come back, I'll read, and then I do a gratitude journal. I actually write 25 things for which I'm grateful during the day. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed a positive psychologist, Dr. Paul Jenkins, and I used to do three things. And he challenged me, do 25. He actually does 100. Wow. And it's tough, but that's the point of it. Mm. And you start looking for things, and then you start realizing, okay, I have a number of calls today. Instead of saying, I got to do those calls, you start saying, I'm grateful that I get to help this person on this call. I'm grateful. I do sales calls, and sometimes mm. I get up, and I don't feel like doing sales. I'm grateful that I know that one or two of these calls are going to mm. end up being clients yeah. who I help and they're going to provide me value in return and that's going to help my family and that, you know, and so, but, but it's, it's important to do that right off the bat. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you wake up.
Yeah, I completely agree. I think gratitude is such a powerful practice. People say, I want to be joyful, I want to be happy. We'll start with gratitude, right? So look, I'd love to go back to the beginning because obviously you're about to sell your house to start this this new journey of living, you know, just free. And so so talk to me like about, you know, how, how did that conversation with your wife and your family? Because I, I honestly think there's so many people out in there in the world, especially now with COVID and things that are really starting. I'm noticing people, you know, sell the house, move, like we live on the, the Gold Coast and people People are moving away from big cities to come and like live by the beach and the sea. I think there's a lot more people yeah. that are really starting to go, what do I want? What, what, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? So talk to me about how you started to put that plan into place and, and why you decided to do it. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, so I'll tell a story. I got to go back to what, back to 2002. So my wife and I were married in 2002. So we were engaged in 2001 on the fake Grand Canal in Las <laughs> Vegas at the Venetian Casino and Resort. So we were on a gondola and I proposed and we vowed, okay, you know what? Next year, we're going back. We're going to Venice, whatever. Mm. Well, we kept saying that and we kept mm. saying that and we kept saying that. And even though I was making seven figures, I did never had enough money. So, oh, we can't afford that. We can't do this. More money in the bank. Keep putting more money in the bank. So we never did it. So I shut down my agency, obviously cut my revenue. And what do we do? We go to Europe for six months with our four kids. We, we, you know, we were in London, went to Paris, traveled around France, and then we spent uh, several weeks in Italy. And it just opened our eyes to, it's just that growth mindset and learning mindset and different cultures. And, and it, it's just different. It takes you out of your comfort zone. So we got the bug. And then we went out again. We went to Italy for a month last May. And then we were in London for a week. We just love London. We were in London in December. And we have some good friends that live in New Zealand. They actually lived in France. They spent time with us in Italy. They went back to New Zealand um, because of COVID and some health issues. And they didn't want to get locked out, right? And so, but, but the plan as of January 1, when we woke up, no one knew what was going to happen the rest mm. of this year, mm. was... We were going to sell our home near the fall, January of, you know, upcoming, and then go and just travel the world for a year. And we wanted to go to New Zealand for six months and then maybe see Asia. We weren't sure exactly where. And then COVID hit. So we kind of put that on the back burner, like, until we started learning more about it. You know, mm. when it first started, it's like, wait, I'm not going outside at all. And, it, yeah. you know, then you start learning more about it. And so... It was on the back burner. And then in June, it, we started talking about it again. Mm. And, and you know, we had a lot of unrest here in the United States, mm. a lot of riots and cities being mm. basically, they're, they're still being burned down to the ground. And, you know, some of those were 10 minutes away from our house. You know, they mm. had riots, people throwing bricks through. And we're like, you know what? Stuff shut down. You know, we've homeschooled our kids all throughout. So we're used to this. But, mm. but a lot of the activities, we used to go to museums. We... Mm it's just not the same. And we said, let's take, let's, let's have this plan again. We decided in July, we got our realtor, put it up for sale. We haven't sold the house yet, but we're gone. And, and so I guess I tell that whole story in, it's been a long journey. Mm -hmm. And if you, back in 2002, you had asked us, are you going to do this? No, you're crazy. So there's people in our families who don't understand what we're doing. Mm -hmm. There's other people who do, but they're, they, they admit like, oh, I could never do that. And, and for people, like in some of our families, like they're upset with us for doing it. Mm. And I said, you know what? That's them. That's not about us. Mm. 
There's probably a little bit of envy there. They're also in a different mindset. They don't understand why I shut down my company. They don't understand how we travel to Europe and we'd rather do that than fix our kitchen. Yeah. You know, you know uh, and, yeah. and so some of these same people, it's interesting, they'll quote the yeah. Bible to you about giving up your possessions. But then when you actually do it, they're like, how could you get rid of that dining room table? I'm like, well, which is it? Which yeah. is it? You know, and the dining room table, we only ate at twice a year and used mm-hmm. as storage for computers, <laughs> you know, yeah. and things like that. It's like the treadmill yeah. people buy and they use it to hang clothes. Yeah. So it's really about getting back to what's really important and rediscovering. Mm-hmm. And if you're on that constant journey, we don't know where we're going to be in a year or two years. We may say, this stinks. Let's go get a house again. Mm-hmm. But at least you're trying things out. You're growing and learning. Yeah, you 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 begun. You did it. And and I just think that's just such a powerful message because I, I see people. And look, I'll put my hand up and say this used to be me. And I'm very grateful that I woke up early. But in my 20s, I was chasing a payslip and I was so obsessed with saving. And like you said, I had I had some money, but it was never enough money. It was like, I want more, I want more, I want more. And I it wasn't until I stopped and actually asked myself, what do I want? Where do I want to live? And what kind of lifestyle do I want? That I decided, right, we're moving away from a big city. We're moving to the coast where we're going to sort of take a step back. And I think that money's probably a big thing money and children and um you know all these things like society pressures i guess family pressures so you know i always go back to like the the money piece as well because i think that is a big thing for people so but i always say to people what actually do you need what have you worked out what that number is you know what is that number that you need to earn to actually live so did you sit down and sort of work that out plan that out or did you just go you know stuff it we'll figure it out along the way no, we've we've figured it out, and and you know it's kind of like uh, it, it changes. The number changes, right? Mm. It's gotten lower mm. and then higher, and mm. you know it, it's it's a it's a dance, right? Because you don't want to set a low bar mm. and subconsciously tell yourself I can't do it. Mm. So you also you want to think big, but you want to be kind of realistically abundant, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always focus rather than on money goals. I mean, mm-hmm. I, have, I have them written down, mm-hmm. but I really focus more on process. Yeah. And so I know I make 10 sales calls a day, and if I focus mm-hmm. on my process, mm-hmm. it's all gonna come out in the wash. I may have three or four really kind of bad days in a row, mm-hmm. but then I'll have three really good days in a row. Yeah. And when you focus on that process, you become bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, I missed my sales goal by $10, I'm a failure, you know, it's like, oh, I got 10 new clients this week. That, uh, that, that's great, you know, and, mm. but it's that same with, with finances as well, yeah. because it, it's hard to explain, but there, there's a, a guy on the radio here um, who is very famous and he, he, he it's, it's about saving money and he gets people that like pay off your house early and save. All that is good. Mm. However, the people I know who f- strictly adhere to it. And I'm not saying don't go in debt. We're not mm. in debt, you know, mm. but it's almost like they're putting off living yeah. because they are so afraid to do anything. And so when I explain that to people, they don't quite understand. It. I said, listen, mm. don't go into, I'm saying, I'm not saying go into debt and mm. I'm not saying don't save money. And if you're in a jam, you got to take some drastic measures, mm. but focus on playing offense in life mm. instead of just defense and defense and how much money do we have in the bank account. How, I know people who just, they, 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 they we're going to live and life is going to balance out when we're 65 years old. Mm. There's no guarantee that any of us are going to be here tomorrow. I know. Yeah. 
and they live, they, they, they spend life waiting instead of living. And again, it, be responsible. Don't spend money you don't have. Don't go say, well, I only have this much in the bank, but Kurt said, go buy a Ferrari. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying, you know, it, it's, it's think abundantly. Think in the future. When I have bad bills come in, so we're, we're getting our house ready to sell, right? Mm. There was an unexpected thing. We had to pay $8,000 for someone to fix our crawl space. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'll never make that 8,000. Mm. Tell my wife, I said, all right, I got to get two more clients next month. Yeah. That's it. And it's paid for. Yeah. And so it's, it's playing offense. And it, it, listen, it's not easy to do. Mm. There's days where it's hard to do that. Mm. But that's why the meditation, the affirmation every day, just going back to that process mm. of getting yourself in that zone. Mm. Can't just do it one day a week. You have to do it seven days a week. Yeah, I completely agree. And that whole freedom piece just leads on beautifully. Just obviously you've written a book called The Five Pillars of Freedom Lifestyle. Could you touch upon those those five pillars of people and explain sort of the, the pillars? Yeah, the first is superpowers. So mm -hmm. I'm a Gallup certified strengths trainer. And so what that means is we help people unlock their untapped superpowers. So mm -hmm. they're, they're called talents. Uh, Gallup calls them talents. They're, they're naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior. So, you know, are you a learner? Are you more analytical? Are you more strategic? Are, you know, are you, do you have these creative type talents? And then once you know what they are, because a lot of people don't even know what they are, mm -hmm. then you focus on amplifying them and you invest in them and you turn them into strengths. Then you combine those strengths with your knowledge, your skill, your passion, mm -hmm. turn them into superpowers. It's not that you ignore your weaknesses, but you manage them and you really focus on what you do well. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is vision. Having mm -hmm. a clearly defined vision for your life. A lot of people bounce around life like a pinball from objective mm -hmm. to objective. So when you're in your 20s, you think your vision is mm -hmm. making partner. And, and mm. in your 30s, you go to that. And then, you know, people hit a wall and they're like, wait, where is this all ending up? Mm. You know, I was focused on these temporary objectives. You set that vision and then reverse engineer it. Mm. The third is alignment. And we already talked mm. about this. Instead of work-life balance, there's not mm. work and life. There's just life. Mm. So you got to align relationships, self, and work. Outcomes are when you reverse engineer that vision that you've set. Mm. You reverse engineer it. So every year, every month, every week, every day, you know those three outcomes you need to achieve to move you toward your vision. And a lot of people try to move toward it and move forward. Mm. What should my outcomes be today? Well, what's your outcome for life? What's your outcome mm. for the year, the month? Well, I don't mm. know that. If you don't know your long-term goal and reverse engineer, you're just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping mm. you'll, you'll find your destination as you go. And then the fifth pillar is flow. Mm. Getting in that state of flow. It's not hustle. It's not grind. You can work hard, but while working smart. And there's a lot of people who are, they, they watch the hustle and grind, I call them hustle and grind pornographers, right? <laughs> the gurus. And what they do is they listen to them without context. And so they're in the forest, chopping down every tree, but they're not actually making progress mm -hmm. until someone comes and says, hey, excuse me, I, you're working really hard. You're sweating. You got blisters on your hands. You're chopping, you just chopped down a hundred trees, but you're in the wrong forest. Yeah. Oh, wait. Or all you need to do is chop down those two trees. Why did you chop mm -hmm. down the other 98? Then you realize, okay, great. That's how I mean. So you get in that mm. state of flow. It's really the cumulative effect of the first four, mm. but you flow with life. You get that creativity flowing mm. where you're not tense all the time. You're not a, mm. a, a constant cortisol factory of stress. Yeah. That is so powerful. I, I want to go and buy your book immediately. That just sounds like everybody needs to read it. So yeah. Wow. Those pillars are definitely some incredible pillars just just for an incredible life you know like just amazing 
Thank you. And and you know, I we're recording this as a, we're recording this on August 31st. So I don't know when mm -hmm. it's going to air, but throughout the month of September, it's the one year anniversary of the release of the book. So actually on my Instagram feed, which is the dot freedom lifestyle, we're going to be through the month of September having special offers, free signed books. But tomorrow we're lowering the Kindle price back mm -hmm. to the launch price, which was 99 cents for the month of September. Wow. Uh, so the book's going to be 99 cents on Kindle. We're going to be doing some yeah. book giveaways. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be offering an email course as well. So, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Go and get that book, everyone. And we'll actually put the, the link in the, the show notes as well. Kurt, I could sit and chat to you all day. I think you're absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. I've, I, I have Thank learned you. so much from this. Um, I love asking this question. Final question. How would you define success? Yeah, I, I would define success as living life according to what freedom means to you. Mm. And on my podcast, I ask guests, you know, what does the word freedom mean to you? Mm. And the important thing is what really matters is what it means to you, mm. not what it means to your parents or your bosses or society or this and that. And when you realize that, you got to realize when you tell other people what freedom means to you, many of them might mock you, make fun of you, misunderstand you, not understand you, whatever it is that's fine. They're in a different spot. They're in a different place. And much less if you go and start living it, right? They're like, what are you doing? That makes no mm -hmm. sense. It's, this is the programming we're supposed to have. You're supposed to mm -hmm. get up. You're supposed to focus everything on getting into college mm -hmm. to major in finance. Not that there's mm -hmm. anything wrong with finance to do that. <laughs> and that's a secret to success. And you got to have mm -hmm. the, the two cars and the house mm -hmm. in the suburbs. And I think a lot of people realize they, they've done that, especially now in COVID. And they're like, wait, I define success by a dollar amount, by a job title and all this. And now I'm realizing, you know what? For the first time in 20 something years, I'm actually spending time with my wife and my kids and yeah. maybe I'm getting in shape and maybe I'm realizing yeah. that I don't wanna go back to work. Yeah. And so success really is living that freedom according to what it means to you mm. um, and you only. And if that means a nine to five job working on Wall Street or whatever, great. Go and do it. But if it means starting your own business or not having a business or whatever it is, or by the way, staying home and being a stay-at-home dad because your wife's version of freedom is to work or vice versa, yeah, just do it. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. That's absolutely amazing advice. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, thank finally, you. Kurt, you mentioned your Instagram, but you're on LinkedIn. So, uh, where else can people find you? Yeah, so um, if anyone listening to this, actually, I'm going to say this, but I got to take it back because depending on where you are in the world, I don't know how this works, but if you text on your smartphone, Uthority, to the number 55678, there is a number of free downloads for you, free webinars on branding, four pillars of, of, of building an authority brand. But actually, if, if you can't text it, if you're overseas, if you go to merc.enterprises, mm -hmm slash youthority, Y-O-U-thority, all those same downloads are there as well. Um, right. And then you'll see the rest of my website as well and, and some free goodies there for everyone. Amazing. And if anyone's on LinkedIn, definitely go and follow Kurt because he posts some amazing content. So thank you so much. Absolutely incredible talking to you. Good luck with the move. And uh, I will be following your journey very carefully. So please, please like post about it and take lots of pictures yes. and vlog it and do it all because I think, you know, that is what people want to see. I think that, you know, I, I'm so motivated just to get people out of the hamster wheel 
and you know sort of doing exactly what you're doing so incredible incredible thank you so much that is the end of today's episode for everyone who's listening i hope you really enjoyed the podcast i know i have kurt amazing thank you so much thank you so much i had a blast Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.